Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jake. Happy April Fools. Yeah, I heard it's our last episode ever. Yeah, you know, we just got so much going on, I think it's time we just call it quits. Wrapped it up, put a bow on it. Nobody listens anyway. Exactly. Yeah. That's why. It's just an empty... It's all on you guys. Yeah, it's your (laughs) fault. I can't even I can't even play it off. I love this too much. Yeah. It just made me a little sad to think about this ending. Even if no one listens, like that's not why we started. And we no. even said that a billion times. It's nice that people listen. It's mm-hmm. awesome. And last week I was begging people to share it, but I mean, share it, but that's not why we do it. Yeah. Yeah. But we do appreciate those of you who listen. Heck and there yeah. are and there are there are a number of you. I mean we're 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 I think we're underselling when people actually listen. Oh yeah, yeah. We get good listens and we appreciate you all. And those who share. Mm-hmm. Like and again, Jesse keeps sharing and shout out Jesse, like you're awesome. Appreciate yeah, thank it. you thank you, Jesse Osborne. I have tomorrow off, which is awesome. Do you? Yeah. I took tomorrow off. I have a job interview tomorrow. Oh, do you? What yeah, time? It's like three. Okay. Um but it's my Friday. It's my Friday too. Is it? Oh, it is your Friday. No, Wait. I'm going. I, I, I'm going to Friday, Saturdays off. Oh, okay, okay. How do you feel about it? I feel pretty good. I feel like you and I can go on more hikes now. Wait, can I ask you? You're still quitting? No, I'm staying. Oh, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. As you should. I'm gonna kill you. You should. I'm gonna kill you. You should. I'm not gonna talk about it on air because. That that will really be the last episode. <laughs> uh, say I, what you mean. Podcast is over. Because I could have bet a billion Jeff dollars. I knew it was effing coming. I uh, can't leave it, man. I can't quit it, dude. It's like your drug, dude. I, I you're a masochist. I am a masochist. <laughs> but I will talk about it off air. Oh, I'm gonna beat we'll you talk, to we'll death. Talk about it. We'll talk about it off air. But, oh my so, word! Uh, those of you who are wondering, like, what the hell? I quit, and so I have to quit at least once per year. It's you just, do. It's just at least. It's, Did you it's, at least get a raise? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I got a pretty. I actually got a pretty good. Raise. Okay. I all got right. a pretty good raise. Forgiven. All is forgiven. Yeah. Um, God, I love that. Okay. So I'm less to, mad. You have to quit at least once per year. It's just. When I'm Jake, that's what you have to do. Kylie calls it uh, was being just as dramatic as Jake needed to be. Yes. And uh, I stand by that. I was just as dramatic as I needed to be to get what I needed. I mean, yeah. It's worked out so far. Yeah. I mean, they haven't called my bluff yet. Yeah. I can't be mad. I mean, it's not a bluff. I would have left. I know you would have. But if they're going to pay you more, <laughs> okay, yeah. idiots. Mm-hmm. Like, they keep falling for it. It's not even you, like... You know, it may like my first perception is like this guy, man, he just can't stick to it. What is his deal? But no, it's them that are the dummies because they (laughs) keep falling for it. Fool me once. Shame on you. Me. Me. Fool me twice. (laughs) You fool me. Can't fool me again. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I was wondering. Okay. So now you're going. That's why I asked about Mm -hmm. your name. I'm still subbing. Uh, I'm still going to sub. I need you to uh, sub. I need you to sub. Uh, on Fridays? Yeah. Dude, you're a psych you are a masochist. I, I it just dawned on me but when I <laughs> when I when okay, so <laughs> when I walked in, yeah. uh, uh lovely. Yeah, I'm um, gonna have to do that. <laughs> I forget that it's it's still I gotta We're almost ask, there. Yeah, almost almost there. I, I mean, was actually it's gonna like ask July, but is it oh really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, real quick. Tell your story because I got something now. Okay, tell you. so I came in and lovely uh was showing me what she's going to be wearing to school either today or tomorrow. To- 
today. Today. Okay, not a Friday. But I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> like, that's what I got to look forward oh, to yeah. on Fridays is kids wearing uh, well, um, tie-dye wigs. It's, it's rainbow uh, wigs. wild hair and hat day. Oh, it's an actual day. Yes. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. it's not like her just go, going for it. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, she I mean, could and would. Her person, her she could and would. Yeah, <laughs> just to wear that on a random day, but, which I totally admire the ability to just go rock that. And not oh care. yeah, she um she was like, oh yeah, or I got an email from the school saying that it was that day, wild hair and hat day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang man, if I was a kid, I'd know what I'd wear. And Jen's like, your goofy hat from Disneyland. I was like, hell yeah. And then it's like, can I? God damn it. I said her name again. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut this whole thing. And Lovely's like, uh, Toasty. Yeah, I'm going to do it every time. She's like, uh, Hey, can I wear your goofy hat? I'm like, Hell no. And Jen's like, That's from our honeymoon, babe. Like, sorry. And she's like, Okay. And I was like, Go to the party city. Get a what? I have questions about what you're doing wearing that hat, but. I mean, <laughs> yuck. <laughs> um, anyway, so. Uh, Jen took her to um, Party City and got her a rainbow wig. And then, like, 10 years ago, I was at a thrift store, and I found this, like, white hat that says, Don't Mess With Texas. And I was like, this is hilarious. And I bought it, and she'll, she's going to wear that today And she's well. from Texas. And so. she's from Texas, so weird. I knew it since then. Mm-hmm. Damn it, what was I going to tell you? I, I paused because I was going to tell you something, and then I compl- – Oh, yeah. Oh, was that it? I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, so she's – uh. She's like making friends and stuff. That's awesome. Like she, uh, she came home the other day and was like, "Mom, can we go to the park behind the school? Um, my friend is going to meet us there." And Jen's like, "I mean, we can go, sure." And Jen's like, "I don't know if this kid's actually going to show up." She did with her parent, and they played on the park and they were hanging oh, out. Oh, how was that being like? I wasn't there. It was all Jen. Oh, okay, well, how did Jen say it was with like uh, meeting f- your kids's friends' parents, parents for the first yeah. time? I mean, she Jen was like, she seemed kind of like either our age or younger um she had a fresh baby um and then two little older kids but Mm. jen was just like you know i feel kind of bad because she doesn't have siblings and like they went to the park yesterday and all these kids are playing with their siblings Mm. and lovely's like by herself and i mean it sucks but look dude i ain't ain't, i'm not taking on anymore right now (laughs) (laughs) no i think you are uh tapped out in terms of available time uh, people ask me like I've I've been asked this question a few times. What is the hardest part about parenting? And then somebody asked me like, "What is because if I leave my job for other opportunities that I am seeking, there's a friend of mine who wants my job, and he asked me what's the hardest part of the job, and I think that the hardest part of parenting mm-hmm. and the hardest part okay the hardest part of parenting is going to school and my job. The parenting isn't that hard. It's the other things that I'm mm-hmm. juggling. And then I told him the hardest part about my job is parenting and going to school. Like if I didn't have those other if I didn't have one of the three, mm-hmm. then I'd be all right. If I could only focus on just going to work and being mm-hmm. a dad, it'd be awesome. Yeah. So that's why I'm excited to see how the summer goes because mm-hmm. I won't be taking classes. Yeah. And we'll see. I'll have be more available and just sure. Less stress and more sleep and chill. But and you've only got about a month left in your semester though. Dude, right? I'm doing so bad. Really? Oh, I'm doing so bad. I'm doing so bad. So bad, Jake. So bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's bad. But my my instructors are like, dude, like I'm turning in things like four weeks late and they're giving me a full credit. So they know there's a huge understanding of not just the the 
situations that we're all in, mm-hmm. but they know that I've, you know, I'm going through this adoption process and all that stuff. So that's great. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, here the thing is, it's like, I've always felt like if you're turning in late work and the teachers, the professors are seeing like you're turning in late work, but it's quality. Like you're putting a lot of effort it's into it. Good, dude. And it's good stuff. I think they're willing to overlook the, the deadline yeah. stuff because I think we all realize, I think, Professors all realize like they want you to know the content, and if you're mm-hmm. proving that you know the content, yeah. they're going to be far more lenient. I, I, I mean, I'm seeing that right. Um, for one of my classes, though, okay, so one of my classes is like it's the most work heavy. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, marketing and social media, and that's the one where I'm I'm they're big projects, so I'm behind, but I'm turning in like quality stuff. My other class, dude, I don't have a due assignment until May. The rest, like the end of the semester. Yes, the rest of the time is just reading this book. Really? Yeah. There's not even discussions. Crazy. It's so it's like, weird. Hey, check in at the end of the semester. Yeah. Damn. So I'm just gonna focus on the other one mm-hmm. and just catch up, and then just read the whole book in like a weekend or something. Yeah. Which is gonna suck, but. Hey. Anyways, it, that's my it, life. You, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Yeah. My um. So this is my second time at your place this week. I had to come over and pick oh, up the recording. Yeah, <laughs> I had to come over and pick up the recording stuff. So I went to go do uh, to the Republic, and um, yeah, I, I Connor Carter, Connor, uh, he um, he he thankfully he he helped me out. He, yeah, um, he was in going a bind, in, in a, a bind, pinch, in a pinch uh, to record to the public and with me. And um, because, as you've discussed, you've got a million effing things going on. So I'm looking forward to the summer so we can do that show again together yes. if you have time. Yeah, no, I will. Um, and so I came over and picked up everything. I forgot to put my microphone in the bag. I was also half asleep. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I whatever. I just woke up yeah, and it, forgot you were coming over at 11. Yeah, it's all, it's all good. Was I'll I doing just, homework that night? I think you, I you was. You said you're up until like, oh, she's, you said Lovely was up to like 2 a.m. Oh, what? I don't remember. Doing homework. No, maybe I you, was. You were up I until was. 2 a.m. I was, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, so then. You came over, grabbed the gear, forgot your mic. Yeah. Had to come back. Mm-hmm. But the fun, the funny thing was, it's like, so I showed up, mm-hmm. right? And a couple, like about a month ago was, uh, or three weeks ago was Lovely's birthday. About a month ago, about yeah. About a month ago. I had brought I brought over part of the present that I got for her for her birthday, which mm-hmm. was a Harry Potter wand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talked, I think we talked about that on the show. Yeah. And then but I had another thing that was ordered, but I didn't get here in time. I'd order her some books. Yeah. And they didn't show up in time. So I didn't couldn't give them to her then. But I did tell her like they're coming. And then as we know about me, as I am, I will forget my head if mm. it's not attached to my body. Mm-hmm. If you hadn't texted me to remember the I stuff, know. I would not have put the bag near the door, and I probably would have forgot it this morning on my way here. That's why I do it. <laughs> so uh, I showed up, um, and I didn't see her two. So we haven't recorded. We've we missed two weeks recording. Right. So <clears throat> I haven't the of the two times we've recorded since I told her about her. Uh, her other present coming mm-hmm. one time i just i didn't see her but i had also forgotten it and then the last <laughs> two weeks ago or last week i forgot it too and so when i showed up to get the the my mic mm-hmm. the second time i showed up to get the mic when her and jen came back from the dentist uh i'm walking 
into the garage to get it, and I just hear this, "Hey you," and I and I turned around and, she, and she's like, "Did you uh did you?" So I was just wondering. I haven't seen that present yet. Uh, does, has it gotten here? And I'm like. I was like, oh yeah, I have Holy it. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I have it. I just, honestly, I'm like, I just keep forgetting to ask your dad about how forgetful I am. Yeah. And then she, she goes, well, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, if you weren't sending it, if you were sending it here, I didn't miss it. I'm like, oh no, no, I was, I was having it sent to my place. I go, uh, I go, I'm sorry. I go, I'm sorry. I'll have it here Thursday for you. She's like, oh, okay, well, I just, you know, I, I'm, and I was like, it was totally like she knew I had for, was forgetting, and she was just making me know mm-hmm. not to forget her present, or that she, hey, by the way, I didn't forget. Yeah. Oh, she did say that like every time she checks for you, uh, Amazon packaging, to see if it was the gift from you. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you make me feel even worse. <laughs> no, but it was funny because kidding. it was funny. It's just, just like, hey, you, we're, we're present. I should have known better than that. I should have known to uh, to not assume a 10-year-old is going to forget a present. Um, well, she's 12. Okay, 12. But I'm also going to have a discussion about, hey, you, where's my shit? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't want to get her in trouble. Oh, you thought, just did. Now she's grounded again. Oh, she just got ungrounded. Dude, she's gonna be grounded tomorrow either way. She's gonna do something. <laughs> I thought it was I I took it as funny. It, it is w- funny, but she just socially we've gotta work on some social stuff. Okay. Well I'm sorry. I, now you, she's grounded though. When Thanks, you're Jake. older and if you're listening back to these episodes, I I'll l- cut them. I already <laughs> I um <laughs> I everyone's gonna think her actual name is Toasty. <laughs> I uh, I apologize profusely for yeah. getting you in trouble because I thought it was funny and I thought this would be a She's funny not in trouble. I thought that this would be a funny story She's and then and then grounded. and then Dad over here was like, "Well, we got to work on socialization." Shit. Well, look, so. dude, I'm a no nonsense kind of dad here. <laughs> well, no, it's just it's just little things like uh, so her cousin like does uh equestrian stuff like she's always like riding horses and learning how to do and take care of all Mm -hmm. the horses and stuff and um we were over at my mother-in-law's who has horses and all the kids are out there like playing with the horses and doing the horse stuff and my niece she gets up on the horse and she's just a pro right and lovely comes over to my sister-in-law and it's like yeah your daughter's over there showing off no she's not she just knows what the hell she's doing Mm -hmm. it's little things like that it's like Okay. Maybe let's be more aware of other skills that people have and celebrate those things instead of coming in from a negative place of like she's showing off. No, she she has these skills. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like let's celebrate the fact that she knows those things and just like we would celebrate the things that you know or she knows or whoever knows. I don't know, man. Just be kind. That's all I, did, I, I didn't. Ta- I didn't take it as a. Like, it as sounds a like thing. you were walking down my very narrow hallway, and when you tell this story, I imagine almost now we're in a dark alley, and you're about to get mugged by a twelve-year-old for the birthday gift. Hey, yo, <laughs> where's my gift, boy? <laughs> no, it was because I because it was funny to me because I think there was a mutual understanding that. I keep forgetting it. And I can't I'm, believe she remembered, dude. I'm honestly... Dude, just, a 12-year-old's never going to forget a gift. I wouldn't have forgotten... You wouldn't have forgotten a gift. If somebody promised you a present, right? Yeah. Someone you see pretty regularly. Yes. Had promised you a present, and they continually <sighs> forgot about it. So 
I was I thought it was funny because like I've been trying to like hide it and push it off until I actually remember the right, thing. Right, right. And then um and then and then I was not ex- anticipating seeing her that day and then to show up and be like, "Hey, where's my where's right. my present?" I thought it was hilarious because I would have probably done the same thing as a kid to somebody who I know and fam- and familiar with, for sure, right? For sure. Yeah. And so I I didn't take it as her being rude Listen, in any way. I don't shape care or form. how you took it, Jake. She's grounded. <laughs> Gosh dang it! I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> um. Anyway, I I got her two books. Um. One was uh for uh, by Malala Yousafzai. Mm-hmm. Uh. Do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's by Malala. It's a book of, about well, her. About her. Okay. But it's like a, it's kind of like a biography because it's written, it's written in, by the perspective of. Oh, okay. But it's, it's a children's book. It's a children's book. Gotcha. And then a children's book about Ruth Bader, the life of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I figured, um, two really you know strong, prominent one who's more her age. Yeah. That she can relate to, and then obviously the, the amazing person who, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was. But two people she can like two women that. She, she has a book that's like all women in science, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, good. As soon as she's done with the RBG, I'll give her that Descent in the Supreme Court book and make her read that. Yeah, it makes sense <laughs> for a 12-year-old. <laughs> and then I got her a pack of Pokemon cards. Uh, oh, yeah. Because she I, Pokemon. She, I got, I knew she liked Pokemon. So, you know how hard it is to find Pokemon cards? Freaking Gen Z keeps buying them all up. Really? Yeah. Dude, you hear about McDonald's? Yeah, they're giving away Pokemon cards. <laughs> they were. But I guess millennials were all like buying like eight happy meals at a time one of them being dimitri he went and bought like six of them of course dimitri was, of course that guy never misses like no something like that no he never does he's always like buying a hundred dollar pop figures for no effing reason because he thinks at some point they're gonna be a value and they're not but same with these pokemon cards he did the same thing so we went to a mcdonald's because i was like yo they're having pokemon cards she's like all right let's go we go and we got uh like a, it wasn't was not Pokemon cards, and she was like so bummed out. And then like, Jen took her to the one by her house, and they were like, "We have Pokemon cards," so they went and they got Pokemon cards. Nice. And she was so hyped. But then I kind of dumped on Dimitri for crushing kids' dreams. Yeah, what is he? What are you doing, you adult? Yeah, why do you have nine of them? And he's like, "They're for my kid." No. They're not. He does not care. He just wants the Pokemon cards, and he doesn't even care. I'm sure he. Are they like original, like one to Gen, like Gen One? I think they're a little bigger, but they are Gen One. They're they're cool. Mm-hmm. They're cooler. They're cool cards. But I'm telling you right now, I would not be surprised if Dimitri's Pokemon cards were at the bottom of a toy bin in his kid's room. Probably. Why did you buy five boxes? <laughs> it's just like crap. Like ugh, I. Uh, well, they were limiting how many Happy Meals you could buy. Oh, I know. Yeah. They was limited up here for a little while, too. It's just like, I I, I, I don't know. People, People are, are weird. <laughs> it's the same thing with ammo, People man. People weird, I went dumb. It is the same thing as ammo. That's exactly what I was thinking about is this uh, tragedy of the commons, mm-hmm. right? Or whatever. The whatever the, You have it, so you're buying it, so now I have to buy it. No, but Dimitri does that. Mm-hmm. He very much does that. I hope he listens. I'm going to tell him just to listen to this episode. <laughs> but he does that where it's like, oh, crap, everybody's buying this. Well, I guess I got to buy it. That's why he sucks at the stock market. Mm. <laughs> he chases. He's he's the uh, he's the greater. He's the greater fool. The one who will buy who will uh, buy high and sell low. Uh, so Chasing I, trends. Yeah, I sent you a, a screenshot from me being in that uh, stock market group. And it, w- it was completely is related to politics. But um in that stock market group, I just one day was like, I will never 
listen or buy into anything Dimitri says. And one one of his buddies was like, I wish we could pin this at the top of the conversation <laughs> so it's always there. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just... Uh, yeah, it's just weird, like, just the way that people get... Um, with with it's it's with everything. I mean, we all kind of do it. I mean, maybe we don't. I do it with Legos. Like, there's there's Legos coming out. Dude, Dude I was looking at the Lego section at Target the mm-hmm. other day. There's some cool ass Harry Potter Legos. Uh, the Boba Fett head. Mm-hmm. They're they're reissuing a Darth Vader one, uh, Imperial Droid one, and a Imperial Speedster head. Mm. Probably gonna get the Vader one. Yeah. But then they've been teasing that they're going to make a Batman cowl mm. like that. Oh, I'm buying that one. Because instead of like having it be Batman's face, it's, you know how the mouth part of Batman's mask is cut out? Mm-hmm. It looks like the the cowl is sitting on a clear like stand. Oh, so you so can it's see like through it. So oh. it's actually just like the cowl. Mm. Oh, it's awesome. It's so cool. Whoever's doing these ideas for whoever is on Lego's brain trust team right yeah. now is killing Smashing, it. Smashing, dude. They just really so they did the friends. Mm-hmm. They did like a friends thing, and everybody loves friends. Do you watch friends? Oh yeah. Okay, so everyone enjoys friends, right? Mm-hmm. In some capacity. So <clears throat> I think CJ got that friends kit or that friends That's uh, awesome. set. That is such a millennial thing. For sure. Yeah. Uh and then I just was looking on I almost check it every day, dude. <laughs> Did, uh, they were announced and re- releasing a, a Winnie the Pooh like set. Oh, I love Winnie the Pooh. That's what I'm saying. So they just keep coming out with these sets that are people are going to want them. Mm-hmm. And so once the Friends set was successful enough, they started. Uh, I saw today on their website they had um, minifig keychains of all the Friends characters. Really? Yeah. That's so like people are going to see those and be like, "Oh man, I gotta have a Chandler." I wonder. I wonder <laughs> what <laughs> Chandler Joey. Bing or Joey. Yeah. I feel like if they ever come out with a, uh, they won't. But if they do, a McLaren, like one of the Mac- a McLaren's pub for How I Met Your Mother. Oh, never would. No, they never will. But if they but, did, I would buy it. Yeah. There, there's a lot of people who are huge fans of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever get a tattoo, it'll be of the yellow. It'll be. I'm of gonna the punch you umbrella. if you finish that. Yellow umbrella. Why? Because oh my word! I did That's a whole a I did a thing. whole series of photos of me holding a yellow umbrella. Yeah, real original. It is original. <laughs> tell me one other one one other group of people. Like, tell me other set of photos you've seen of somebody in nature holding a yellow umbrella. Uh, how I met your mother. Not in nature. That why is it not nature? It's human nature. In the city. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I just pulled that argument out of my ass. <laughs> I mean, it stands to reason. Yeah. I mean, I did take it. I did take the idea of the yellow umbrella. I'm just busting your balls, dude. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Get a tattoo. I want to so badly, but like I said, of? well, because if you go through my my i my, my iTunes purchase history, it's filled oh, with a bunch of bad decisions regrets, yeah. that I liked. That I thought I was like, oh, I'm always gonna love this song. Yeah. And then I then every time I get in my car, my my uh, my Bluetooth automatically starts playing yes. my music library. Yeah. You know how many times I have heard "In the End" by Black Veil Brides? I was like, when I first heard that song, I'm never gonna get tired of that song. I love that song, and now I hear it, I'm like, I fucking hate this song. I don't even know that song. It's terrible. Is it? It's not good. Which is why I'm going to I'm going to make 
a decision about a tattoo out of impulsivity yes in the time frame that i'm in yes and then every time i take my shirt off to take a shower i'm gonna see that thing and be like that's fucking dumb i no. can't believe i thought that was cool at no. the time you just do it dude in the end there's a fade into the night i was like yeah it's such a cool song and then it's awful i want to hear it it's now. not a good I'm song next up. time we go driving i'll play it okay. for you uh speaking of driving just real quick we're uh the road company up in here we are. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that last we week. Didn't. You got a new whip. Mm-hmm. You got the better whip. Oh, it's older. Yeah, but it's white and it's the SL model, so it's nicer than mine. It's fancy, dude. I got. I have a black one that is always dirty. Nissan Rogue. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. Jake yeah. got a Nissan Rogue. I have a Nissan Rogue. So now we uh, this podcast represents Nissan Rogue. What <laughs> we need to do is we need to we need to do a um, we need to do a multi we need to do a a bi family road trip to the mm-hmm. rogue river mm. where we take pictures mm. with our rogues at the rogue and the caption will be rogue is just is more than just our vehicle it's a way of life oh that is the lamest thing ever <laughs> but I'm, I'm down uh i mean yeah it's 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 I'm, cool i'm going to the road actually kylie and i are going on a trip to southern oregon this summer and mm-hmm. we're going to go to the rogue river what a comfy car it is. Yeah. It is. They're nice. Yeah, I like it. So you have, uh, the, you have the SL model, so you have mm-hmm. the leather interior. Mm-hmm. Does yours have heated seats? Yes. Oh, I'm so, and you have the push to start. Yep. And you have the rack. Yep. Oh, I'm so jealous. And a moonroof. You have a moonroof? Yeah. Son of a... <laughs> That's so cool. Does yours have a hitch? No. Mine has a hitch. So when I got it, I was like, dude, I need a... I need a, I need all these things for the hitch, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I need a, so in the element, I could just throw, fold up the seats, throw the bikes in the back. Yeah. Um, but now you've got a, a kid and a, yeah, yeah. So I was like, man, uh, there's this guy I work with. He's always like doing stuff with his local bike shop. I'm like, dude, do you have a hookup on like a hitch bike rack? He's like, how many bikes you need to carry? I was like, three. He's like, I got one that carries four, twenty bucks. Seriously? Yeah, it's Yakima. Wow, I, I and, it's, like, and it's a good one. I was like, uh, sold. Yes, bring it tomorrow, and you did, and now I have it, and I used it. Yeah, perfect. It's awesome. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, new car, it's tight. We we're talking about something before that though, music and fudge. I forgot. I found a new band. You found a new band? Yeah. Oh, I have something about a new band, but go ahead. Uh, have you heard of the band Black Pumas? No. Okay. Well, they played <laughs> at the um at Biden's inauguration. Okay. Um. And they have the song. It plays on the radio. Okay. Uh, it's called uh, favorite. It's called Colors, mm-hmm. and it's like the chorus is just all my favorite colors, my sisters and my brothers. I don't know. He's a uh, uh, he's a black artist. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a single person? No, or is it a band? It's a band. Okay. So it's uh, the it's a black lead singer, uh, then the bass player and the bass player and the and the guitar player are white Mm -hmm. the backup singers the keyboardist and the drummer are black Mm -hmm. and i don't know why that matters it doesn't i was wondering but they're really really good (laughs) yeah uh they're anyway they're phenomenal he does this uh so it's just him and his guitar player Mm -hmm. and he does a cover of tracy chapman's fast car Mm -hmm. and it's amazing Hmm. it is so good his voice is incredible that's Hmm. all i've been listening to lately okay is these guys so they're they're called black pumas (laughs) I like that because I've been 
you know, now with so one huge thing that like I really wanted with the new car was the ability to hook up Bluetooth without the cables and the music and the aux cords mm-hmm. and all that. It still has the aux port and everything. I can still do that. Yeah. But I just I wanted the the convenience of mm-hmm. just being able to dude now just having my keys in the car and just I don't even have to unlock it. I press a little button on the door handle. It unlocks because mm-hmm. it knows my keys are in my pocket. And then I get in. Yeah. I don't even take my keys out of my co- pocket. Mm-hmm. I start it. I drive it. It's awesome. Yeah. You're never going to lock your keys in your car again. Ever. Well, I mean, Cheyenne did that w- one time. I got to cut her name again because God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> that was with the element, though. No, it was in Jen's car. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. With the at the uh, like the Seven Eleven, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember that story. Uh, so the other night I was up and I couldn't sleep, and so I just um oh it's because of Logan. Logan just has like been up and like up at night. Mm. He's been so like nocturnal. So every night when I come home now, I take him on a walk. Dude, he slept. He was passed out mm. last night. Walk. Evening walks are the best to get puppy energy out. Yeah. Well, and it just feels good for me to get out because I sit all day. Mm-hmm. So I think it's something I'm definitely going to c- continue. Um, so one night he was up and I was up and I fell. I s- just was walking in my thoughts and I tripped and fell down a ACDC rabbit hole. Oh. So I've never really listened to ACDC. I mean, you know all the hits, right? And I like the hits, but my... The hits are so overplayed. They are. But my dad comes over and he's like, here. And he gives me a vinyl of their newest album. Which is pretty good. It's good, dude. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, okay, cool. So we listened to it and we jammed out. So it's still Bon it's still Brian Johnson yeah. and Angus Young, yes. right? Okay. So I'm up late and I don't know why and how I got down this rabbit hole of A C D C but I did. And then I started watching like old YouTube videos of Bon Scott. Mm. Holy crap, dude. Like that voice is unique. But when you watch him sing, it's not really unique. It's just his voice. Like mm-hmm. that's just how he sings. Yeah. And to find a guy that sounds kind of like him and Brian Johnson. <laughs> Weird. Like, so crazy that they're able to find yeah. that. And I like Bon Scott better. Mm-hmm. Um, but so now I've just been jamming ACDC when I, so I've, I've gone through the first album and now I'm going to go through the second album and I just listened to it on my way to work and home from work and just been jamming ACDC. That's awesome. It's not awesome because ACDC is an overplayed, like it's, it's just always, it's like, it's like, it's like wearing a, what is that stupid brand, uh, affliction shirts or whatever, you know what I mean? Oh. From like UFC and stuff. Kind of. But you're wearing, a, I'm not going to go wear an ACDC shirt, but I mean, it's like. Well, it sucks because you can like you can buy an ACDC shirt at Walmart. That's what I'm saying. There comes there. There's a stipulation that comes with Akadaka. Oh, okay. That's what they call them in Australia. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> Rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, the Razor's Edge album is really good. I think that was one of the first that Brian Johnson did, uh-huh. but it's a really good album. Um, so it's just like this desire to like find new music, even if it's just new to me. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of. Where I fell down that rabbit hole. Yeah, it's just like every single, like there's video games that have an ACDC hit in it, or even like movies, cheesy Disney Iron movies. Man. Yeah, Iron Man, <laughs> shoot the thrill in the Iron and Iron Man two when he when he's at the he, convention. Yeah, and he yep. comes down to the convention. They time that up perfect, so when he hits, it's like uh, I don't know, it's shoot the like as soon as he hits it, it's like shoot the thrill. Anyway, yeah, that's a, that's a good song. Yeah, it's just over. But ACDC. That's another one I bought. That's shoot the thrill is on my purchase 
and it's, but it's a good song. It's a, it is a good song. It, it, oh, that's what I was. We were talking about tattoos, dude. How do we get off that? Go ahead. It, oh, no, I was it. It's just that's another one of my so songs. so. That's what I was gonna say. It's like uh, once you just do it, it's done. There's nothing you can do about it. And there's kind of something terrifying but fun about the finality of of a tattoo right Mm. so i got mine my first one and it was a big one and then my mom got sick and went to the hospital and i was like dude f that so then i got my mom tattoo and but my first two oh there's my mom's tattoo right there um i kept the the artist's art his original sketch oh he gave it to me so i framed it um so the first one i was so paranoid about it and then i somebody did it and they did a crap job well then Jen's artist, who's amazing, uh, he went over it and redid it, and now I love it. And But the first one I did not like very much. So there's that little bit of like, oh, God, right? Mm-hmm. But now I just want dumb tattoos. Like, who cares? I was with my buddy when he got married, and he's like, it was Friday the 13th, and they're like, hey, dude, uh, tattoo, tattoo um, parlors always do like, super cheap tattoos on Friday the 13th. And before I'd be like, no, I, I, I have to know the person. I have to study their art. I have to trust them for them to tattoo my body. Like, no, I will not do that. So then on Friday the 13th, they're like, let's do it. And everybody's getting tattooed and I'm not. And Jen's like, come on, do it. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. And I got a stupid rocket ship on the back of my arm for no reason. I just did it. So now I want one uh on my leg right here on my... Um, um, right above my knee I want a bike and around it saying like I don't know exactly the design but somewhere it says I love you don't you forget that mm. and it has two meanings one I love riding my bike but two um, one one of the first initial man trips we were at the coast and we were all walking into Moe's to eat I love Moe's and this homeless dude rides by us like just cuts us off right in front of us and you know we didn't say anything but he turns around and goes hey and we look, and he's like, I love you. Don't you forget that. And we just, it's something we was always that say. A can- was that the Moe's at Cannon? Because there's like four different Moe's. There's a Moe's in Astoria. There's a Lincoln. Moe's. Lincoln City. Yep. Okay. Yep. So now it's something Jesse and I always say. And one time Jesse and I, when was it? It had to been like a year or two ago. Maybe even the last man trip. We were just wasted. And he's like, I'll, g- I'll get a tattoo that says that. And I was like, no, you won't. But I will. Because now I don't care. I mean, it has meaning. It's silly. It's obnoxious. Jen's like, please don't get that. But why not? It's fun. Like, I don't know. Once you kind of break that, you're sure. just like, whatever. I get it. I get, I, I get it. Um, I'm just, I'm so thankful that I didn't get We the People tattooed on my shoulder like oh, I had planned. Oh, yeah. So that is always in the back of my mind. Like, I was convinced yeah that that was the best thing i could ever get tattooed on myself now 10 years later me was like thank god i did not do that so i'm thinking anything i think is cool right now 10 years from now me it's going to be like slapping me in the face if i could go back in like the time travelers episode of uh of how i met your mother where um 20 years from now ted and Mm -hmm. 20 years from now barney are talking about robots versus wrestlers legends Mm -hmm. and then ted getting drunk and not wanting to go that's that's like the that's the conversation I have in my mind every single time I think about a tattoo. But you're how old are you? I'm thirty. You're only thirty. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I always forget. <laughs> um, only thirty. I feel old. I know, but I'm. Well, how old am I? Thirty-four. Yeah, I'm almost thirty-five, dude. 
gross. Anyway, so at 30, dude, you're not going to, like, you're kind of set in your ways other than Black Puma. Dude, they're good. I'm, I'm not saying they're not, but I'm saying, like, that is, like, what else has wavered from what you're into? Oh, 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 okay. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I've been listening to MGK. Machine Gun Kelly. Oh. Have you heard his... How did on earth did they get Travis Barker to play on that They're album? They're homies. They're like buds. Dude, I was listening to the one he did with Halsey. Terrible song. Dude, but not good. It's Dude, all of a sudden at the end, you just see Travis Barker just crushing it on his set in the middle of like the music video. And I'm like, how on earth did he get... Did they convince him to play in they that shitty ass song? Him. They're friends. That's crazy. And he stands by his shit music. Dude, it's terrible. It's like he wants to be pop punk, but it's not pop punk, and it's terrible. Dude, Machine Gun Kelly and Travis Barker did a cover of um, Paramore's Misery Business. (gasps) It's so bad. It's so bad. Kylie hates Paramore. I want to have her listen to an MGK cover of Paramore. There is... There are a limited number of bands that inspire me to write and want to make music, and Paramore is one of them. <laughs> There's four artists that Kylie cannot stand, and will stand by that, and I, Paramore slash Haley Williams is one of them. Okay, Haley Williams is garbage, but Paramore is a good. Um, but Haley, but she's the lead of Paramore. Yeah, she's the singer, but listen to the music. I'm telling you right now, Paramore's a billion times better than Taylor Swift. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna be listening to this. Um, I know that's why I'm saying it. Yeah. Uh, well, let me. I I like Haley Williams. I don't really. Yeah, she's annoying, dude. The, her whole new solo album is garbage. Like, uh, she seems to be the problem with that band. Like, it, it just seems like she's always the issue. Whether she's dating the guitar player now, he's not in the band, or everybody's leaving because of her. Like. She's just she's the uh, from what from an outside perspective in the looking in the music world and the drama seems to be a, just her mm. and her new solo album where she ditched the two guys she was with is dumb. Her their most recent album was very like eighties sounding. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it. Um, and I don't know why, but they do a lot of six eight time, which I love. Um, I don't know. They when I hear them, I'm like, damn, dude, I want to pick up my guitar and write. Mm. And it's them, the used. I know there's other bands, but th- whenever I think about like, who am I going to listen to to make me want to write? It's always the used and Paramore. Gotcha. Okay, that's unfortunate that MGK decided to cover Misery. Oh, Business. wait till you hear it. I want to listen to it on my way to work. It's disgusting. Really? It's bad, dude. It's bad. And like Travis, do you know Travis is dating Kourtney Kardashian? I heard that. Yeah. From, yeah, Kylie told me that. What a bunch of weirdos, dude. They're always like sucking on uh, lollipops. Really? Yeah, like Tootsie Pops all the time. And she's way too old for that. I mean, it's just weird. What are you doing? Are you guys on Molly? What the hell? Probably. I mean, they're just like, they're, uh, and then in his story the other day, he posted like two little wrapped up uh, Tootsie Pops like sitting next to each other. I'm like, oh my God, you guys are so annoying. That sucks. He, he's always been like, for, to me, Uh like this really kind of cool dude, like Blink-182, Travis is always like really outspoken. Not Travis. No. Uh, not no. Travis is always the quiet one. He's always the quiet one. And then now he's doing this. Yeah. It's just kind of like that's why I'm saying you know. like he's the quiet guy, and now he's dating Kardashian. I'm like, whoa, dude. I mean, they've been hanging out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just weird, dude. dude. They're 
dating the kardashians dating history yeah. is just all over the it's, map it's wild dude <laughs> there's just a weird family dude did you hear about uh what's her name which one kylie and her her ex makeup artist getting into an accident yeah okay so that ended up not being really her fault like, did you see her explanation I of it? I looked into the explanation, but still, I'm not. I don't care about the explanation. What I care about is her getting blasted. On the she did get completely blasted. Oh, but she, so she, bad. She covered the rest of the cost of the initial. Like she bridged. Oh, the, she did. She bridged the gap. So the original was like 10k. Yeah. And they had had raised. They had raised like 4k. Oh, no, no, no. I know. And I know. she bridged the gap. She finished it. And then it. she was like, "Hey, if there's any more that you guys want to give, go to." go to here yeah and then they're like really like you can't just pay for all of his medical bills yeah yeah yeah. but then she was also like hey he's not really actually my makeup artist he used to be it's like why do you have to say that well i think it gives context because it's like it's not this is the last episode of the show why the <laughs> fuck are we talking about the yeah you're right this... <laughs> fair enough oh my god what is wrong with us this well, is trump's fools. not trump's not president this anymore. is the best april fool's episode <laughs> everyone's like this is not say what you mean <laughs> oh my god on that did you hear about katie and rapaport katie and kevin durant and michael rapaport okay well rapaport's kind of a piece of garbage he's a huge piece of garbage but him and him and uh, Portnoy Portnoy's fights are so always good. legendary. So good. So both of those things came out yesterday. But what happened? I didn't hear. Okay, about so it. Katie, I'm not sure what started the beef between Katie and and Rappaport. But Rappaport Rapp- just starts beef with everybody. He's an idiot. So he's just like screen capping all of Katie's trash talking and then posting them on Twitter. And Katie's weird using homophobic slurs. That's not great. No, Katie also got caught using a burner account. Oh, yeah, he's a loser. Both people are losers. You have two losers, like, punching at each other and just missing every haymaker they're mm-hmm. swinging. Um, but Micah, uh, CJ's brother, texted, like, did you guys hear about Katie and Rappaport? And I was like, yeah. But for me, the issue is, is like, Katie, why are you engaging? And Rappaport, you pussy, why are you screen capping it and posting it online? What are you afraid of? Are you Like, Katie was like, meet me here. I will fight you. And he was dead serious, and Rappaport didn't show up. Of course he didn't. Well, Katie, yeah. Katie would literally whoop his ass. Yeah. It's just like, oh, dude. Katie, uh, Katie is just, I don't like him. I don't all. like but either he of them. So, Katie is so concerned with how people view him. Mm-hmm. That's, he hated being the, the villain by going to Golden State. Like you could tell, like that just drove him nuts. That people were calling him a ring chaser and stuff like that. Um, is that what his? He replied to somebody saying, "Nothing, I'm nothing worth like nothing that I want to accomplish in this world. I can do by my I, I can do by myself or something like that." I saw that. I don't know what that was in reference to. Yeah, he's just yeah. He engages everybody on social media. Like he just can't stay away from it. So what bothers me about Michael Rappaport's post is like maybe it really is a stream of kd like just talking trash but rapaport just conveniently doesn't post his replies mm-hmm. that's annoying to me because yes kd might be using language that's unacceptable what is rapaport omitting from those posts oh yeah but rapaport's just a troll like he's not he doesn't work for anybody anymore because nobody he nobody can stand his ass he said i received threats and disgusting messages 
daily, but never in my wildest dreams did I think Katie would be among them. The snake himself is now threatening me, bringing up my wife and wants to fight. This is supposed to be America's sweetheart, right? Hashtag, I'm the real MVP. Nobody thinks Katie is, the, is America's sweetheart. No. I don't think people like Katie. <laughs> No. It's just, oh, dude, it's so dumb. He's not even the best player on his current team. I guess this is how it started. I mean, they're saying pretty nasty things to each other, dude. Um, But Rappaport, so now with Portnoy, Michael Rappaport sued Portnoy and Barstool for defamation of character because uh, they fired Michael Rappaport, and then Rappaport started, like, doctoring all these photos, called uh, Portnoy a pussy, and started doctoring all these photos of, like, Rappaport, like, having sex with Portnoy. Yeah, and was, like, posting all these things. So Portnoy and Barstool released a shirt of Michael Rappaport with a big clown nose on, Mm -hmm. and I guess he always, like, has these sores on his lips. So in the shirt, he has this fat sore on his lip. And so Michael Rappaport, like, tried to sue them for defamation of character for that shirt. And, it, dude, it, so then yesterday it was ruled that it was not defamation of character. He lost the case, right? And, and Portnoy and Barstool won. Um, but, <laughs> so Portnoy releases part of the, um, what's it called when you sit down and you interview him? Uh, like litigation? No, not litigation. What is it called? Oh, my God. People are so annoyed right now. Uh, oh my gosh, what is it called? What do you when you sit down and hold on? Okay, deposition, not discussion. <laughs> anyway, I'm so just throwing words out. Portnoy releases deposition, and the lawyers like basically they're trying to argue that he had this shirt cocked, locked, and ready to go for the moment that Rappaport came at them, they could release it. So mm. it was like they're basically arguing that it was like planned. Oh, okay. And they post they sh- the lawyers show Portnoy this video where he's going through explaining on his social media like he's talking with his buddies. He Barstool posted this video, and in the video he's like, "So we fired him. Uh, he started talking trash. So then we released the shirt. He goes, we fired him. He started talking trash. I contacted ta- contacted my shirt guy, and then we released the shirt. And then the lawyers trying to make this argument to Portnoy like, see, see, you had it, you had it planned the whole time." And Dave's like, dude, that video literally is proving my point. And so Portnoy posted that video today. Dude, everybody's just roasting. So it's this funny thing of like Rappaport trying to be a victim with the KD situation, but Barstool is just dumping all over him for being a wuss and having to hide behind his lawyers. And like mm-hmm. Rappaport's just a clown, but so was KD. I just thought it was drama. Welcome to Say What You Mean. <laughs> Gosh, sports. Sports media is just awful. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's awful. Skip, I couldn't do it. Skip bait. Like, those guys get paid millions of dollars just to say the most asinine shit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all the time. I don't know how they do it. What's it, Max Kellerman? Yeah. Dude, when he picked Andre Iguodala to take the clutch shot every time, you remember that? Yes. Oh, dude. I'm taking Andre Iguodala. Like, dude, it's so funny. People still, like, there's so many memes and gifs of, like, just mocking him. Saying that he's an idiot. I mean, Iggy was a good player. He is a good player. He's doing all right on Miami. Yeah, Miami's scary. No, they're not. When they get healthy, they suck. Oladipo. Oh, I forgot they had him. Yeah, they just traded. But for he him. plays the same position as Jimmy. 
Doesn't he? No. Is he's he small like a, forward? He's a shooting guard. Jimmy's shooting guard. Jimmy plays small forward <laughs> for them. I don't believe you. They could run. They could basically run a. Portland is running a three guard lineup with Nor with uh, with Powell. They can run Jimmy at the th- at, at the, uh, True. the sh- at the small forward. Old Depot at the shooting guard position, and then Drogic I'm not afraid at of one. Him. Bam. What about Brooklyn? Uh, Brooklyn, I mean, what do you? I mean, if they're healthy and they're ro- and they're rolling, they're gonna lose. They probably will. I'm telling you right now, they won't make it to the finals. Really? I'm telling. I'm calling it right. I now. I hope so. Me too. I don't, I don't know who's gonna beat them in the East. Either Miami or the Bucks. I don't trust the Bucks. Me neither. But I I don't think Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn's the, I think out. Philly could get them. I feel he's the other team, but I don't. I'm any top three team. <laughs> I don't. I just. I'm not buying. I'm not buying Milwaukee because they because Giannis just can't shoot. He's just not a good shooter. Yeah, I um, don't know. But neither can Ben Simmons. Kyrie doesn't show up. He disappears. Nobody knows where he's at right now. Blake Griffin is good, but he's not great. Lamarcus is good, but he's not great. KD is great, but he's resting. Mm-hmm. So who knows how well he's actually doing? I just don't. James Harden though. Oh. Fudge, I forgot he was on that team. Oh, man. Okay, maybe they're going to the finals. But James Harden always collapses in the playoffs. He does. He sucks, dude. It's so funny. Every time it's like a pressure situation mm-hmm. like that, he collapses bad. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Anyways, let's talk uh, some things that we normally talk yeah. about. What did you want to talk about? Uh, let's talk about... Um, Matt Gates and did you get a oh, chance to okay. watch that video? I did watch that video. Okay, so Matt Gates is a uh, Republican congressman from Northern Florida, like rural Florida. Um, he's a piece of crap, I think. He's a Trumpster, right? He's a big Trumpster. He's he's an outspoken. Like they're trying to silence me because of um, I'm a conservative voice, yeah, he's a and and he's just. He's part. He does refuses to wear masks. He's just a. He's an. He's just a, not a good guy. Douche. He's a very big douche. And so now it comes out that he has been under investigation for months now, mm-hmm. going back to even the the Trump administration years time, uh, for allegedly having a relationship with a seventeen year old girl. Mm-hmm. And he goes on Tucker Carlson last night to with this canned response weird response where he was trying to get he's trying to bring tucker into his like web and tucker was like dude keep me out of that yeah i heard was, tucker was pissed yeah <laughs> yeah well you were so apparently there's records that show that he was paying that gates was paying this guy um gates was paying this girl to like fly around with him paying for her hotel room so it's like it's it's sketchy I mean, is was he? That's what that's apparently what the New York Times reported. Okay, is that they had like the the evidence like the evidence that the Justice Department has on him is that mm-hmm. he was paying for her flights to follow him around, paying for her hotel rooms. Um, Whoa! So as he was traveling around, as you know, campaigning for the Trump administration or can't doing his official duties as a as a congressman, mm-hmm. he's also um, apparently he has like a a. He says he has a teenage son, but it not neither legally or biologically his kid, but just says it's his son. I, there's just a lot of this dude's got some Whoa. weird shit going on in his life, and um, yeah, he's just it's just funny to me that the people like because he's also like borderline QAnon, the people who oh. constantly talk about 
child who talk about child sex way too often mm-hmm. are actually the ones. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> actually, the one diddling kids. The Com- Combating Human Trafficking in Commercial Vehicles Act passed with a 418 vote to one. 418 to one. Mm-hmm. And was he the dissenting vote? He was the one vote. A voting against instituting a human trafficking act Mm. and now yeah he's being investigated for flying around children Mm -hmm. allegedly so the so q thinks that that big tanker that got stuck in the uh, suez canal was actually a hillary clinton no uh, no sex trafficking boat no Mm -hmm. no yeah how do you know that? That's what I read. What are you on Q? No, that's just what was reported to me that Q was saying. Oh, I'm not going my right. word. That's what, uh, um, what the hell. That's What's, hilarious. Who's the, guy, who's the guy? Not John Oliver, but he's on um, Bill Maher. Bill oh. Maher said that Q is saying that. Wow. I mean, yeah. come on. You know how much how much money that had cost? Pe- that has cost the global economy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you got to funnel. You got to get the kids to where they got to go, man. Well, don't worry. You apparently have the U.S. senators. It's just f- weird to me that so many of these people are so they think about child sex nonstop. Right. And, and then and then it turns out that they're the ones actually doing it. It's like, oh, wow. Like, here's my shocked face. I mean, what is their here's my <laughs> shocked face. What is their defense of Matt Gaetz's investigation at this point? He's your Trump guy. He's your guy. Right. He's mm-hmm. Q's guy. Well, there, I think that he's being set up. Did you, like his whole like I fantastical yeah. defense of this was like they were trying. There's this secret guy from the um, he's an ex Justice Department employee who was trying to extort, extort him this, yeah. and blackmail him for for millions of dollars. And uh, dude, it just the whole thing sounded like conversations I had with these schizophrenic people when I was in. That's what you're saying. In impatient, yeah. Like I felt bad for those guys because right. they legitimately believed. It. I had yes. this one whole conversation with this guy about how he had to. He tried to escape that day, mm-hmm. so then they had to like put him in like restraints. Uh-huh. And then when they finally let him out of his restraints, him and, and he had calmed down. Him and I were sitting in the commons area talking, uh-huh. and he was like, "Yeah, I had to escape because I was entrusted by this tribe in Africa with this jewel, and they, if they don't get the jewel back, their tribe will cease to exist." And today was the day I was supposed to give the jewel back, but I got it 10 years ago. And today's the day I'm supposed to give the jewel back. So I have to get out of here. It's just, yeah, it was fascinating. That's the like, same, same certainty that these people have mm-hmm. that this is all either a conspiracy against them or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We'll see what comes, but I mean, dude, you've been under investigation it's not like and that there was something in that interview with Tucker Carlson that like Tucker was uh, asking him these questions because uh, t- I mean there was the, Tucker Carlson's coming fresh off the release of this this article from the mm-hmm. New York Times New York Times yeah um, and and Matt Gates is arguing this fresh off the argument so there's no like real preparation in this but I think there was something about Matt Gates saying like he kept like reverting back to the extortion issue but to me the issue is like dude you're like you've been under investigation Mm -hmm. it's not like they're coming out and saying hey you've done this it's you're under investigation and i think there were some moments where uh tucker was trying to clarify the parts about like being investigated and he kept diverting away from 
it actually being an investigation. Mm-hmm. Well, like how he tried to throw out, like he tried to throw Biden. He tried to throw in Biden. Oh yeah. Oh, he's can this guy is supposedly can the guy who's trying to blackmail supposedly connected with the biden administration and said if you uh biden will will pardon you mm-hmm. I, that's such bullshit yeah and then at the end he has to throw in like i'm just a conservative voice and they're trying to silence me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like he's just trying to hit hit on the notes it's all a conspiracy by the by Bi- it's conspiracy by the bidens and the clintons yeah. and the obamas and the in the global child sex trafficking ring to try to frame me it, so so imagine hypothetically these allegations are true and you are going to defend Matt Gates because he is a conservative voice and he is trying to be silenced by a bigger conspiracy like how gross is it I mean you could argue that like just assuming that it is true is gross too mm-hmm. right but I mean for these people like if he really is doing it I mean if he's being investigated there's there's cause for that right Mm -hmm. but you just see all these people these conspiracy theorists these QAnon conspiracy theorists who are saying that like it's this larger movement trying to silence these voices like matt gates but you're going to defend that and you're you are the ones who stand like against child trafficking and if this is true like now you're defending somebody who you're the whole cause of you is going against Mm -hmm. Well, they won't believe that it was him. I know. The the Justice Department is filled with child sex traffickers. Oh, yeah. uh, Put in place by the Clintons and the Obamas. Mm -hmm. And then they're trying to divert attention away from them by silencing the people who are going after them. Because they they truly believe. Like, I I listened to a Q guy on YouTube. Uh uh, Oh, no. Before... before January, or it was either before or after January 6th, mm-hmm. where it was right before they said uh, Trump has left. Like, you can tell by the how the lights are in the Capitol um, that the president oh, has no. left. And he legitimately believed that the, our special forces in the Trump administration were flying, and Trump were flying around on Air Force One throughout Europe, and were because there was like a blackout in Rome, that that meant that because the Pope is. Um, the Pope is at the, is at the head of this child sex trafficking ring that they were, that Trump was in the, on our U S special forces were arresting the Pope for child sex trafficking and Trump went and himself. we're and, and we're going, yes. And we're going to extort <laughs> the Pope back to the United States and try him and unfit and then completely expose all of, all of this, um, all the lizard people and the child sex traffickers and the volcanoes. I, yeah. It's just crazy to me. Like, the, the president of the United States wow. is single-handedly going to go arrest the Pope mm-hmm. in the Vatican mm-hmm. with Air Force One. Yeah. Trump is a <laughs> pussy, dude. He's a massive pussy. There's no way. It, it, the first sign of any confrontation like that, he's going to run. Dude. Remember when he said he would be the first to have ran into Marjorie Stoneman High School yeah. and to confront the shooter if yeah. he had been there? Yeah. People believe that he would do that. No. There's no way, dude. He's a pussy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay. Yeah, so that's weird. We'll see what happens. Um, allegedly cruising with a 17-year-old kid. Party. Uh, what else did you want to talk about? Um, well, do you want to do uh, Border? Yeah, that's what I was reading okay. about. Mm-hmm. So I started doing a little more research on uh, just the surge of migrants at the border. Um, and what I was reading mostly about was... Um, the expulsion of these migrants. So, um, you know, people are upset at the way that they're being 
put in these facilities or cages. People are mad that people are using the words facilities instead of cages or whatever the hell mm-hmm. it might be. Um, but I wanted to look at like, you know, the the expulsion of these guys. And and there's a there's a difference between the the expulsion and deportation. Mm-hmm. So deportation is this huge process of like getting them registered and then deporting them. They're not really doing that at the border there's there's more of an expulsion process so what is confusing for a lot of these people coming across these borders from all like a bunch of south american countries is they're all coming in from one certain point in texas right Mm -hmm. but the facilities on both sides of the border are hammered they cannot keep the amount of people that are coming in either facilities on each side of the border. So what the United States is doing is flying these people to a different part of the border and letting them out there on Mexico's side where the facilities have room for them. Mm. And so a lot of people were just like, you guys are moving them and you're disgusting and you're treating them like crap. And like, again, I really appreciate you brought this up. I do think there needs to be more oversight and transparency on what exactly is happening. Um, and I was, I think I was finding some pictures from what's what it looks like in there Mm -hmm. they're not great situations we're also in the middle of a pandemic and you're having to deal with all this and that doesn't excuse like maltreatment of people i just don't know the levels of maltreatment that that is happening i don't i'm not really finding any evidence Mm -hmm. of that have you read anything about there was a u.s congressman who tried to go and get into the facilities and was told by Homeland Security that he couldn't enter. Mm. So then he snuck, he's like snuck in and was taking pictures. Mm-mm. Oh, kind of like the same thing that that happened the, during the Trump administration mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. I do like though that, um, I mean at the base level, I do like that, uh, Democrats are trying to hold the Biden administration like yeah. accountable and trying yeah. to like, Hey, we want to see what's going on there. Yeah. We're not going to just take your word for it that everything is hunky dory down right, there. Right. And they're not just rubber stamping everything. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what you, I mean, that, yeah, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to s- say like, oh, it's Biden, so we're good. Yeah. Like, we trust that it's okay. No, no, no. What the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. Right? So the 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 interview and, and transcript I was reading about, uh, about the expulsion was that, you know, can you imagine though? Like, there's a reason these people are leaving their countries mm-hmm. and they're not good reasons. Family members are being murdered. Their houses are being taken over. Like, it's not, they're not good situations for these people in South America. And they're looking, and and, and, uh, some of the interviews I saw, like, people are just like, you know, we might get in trouble. We might get expelled. But if we don't, it's worth it to get into the United States. Mm -hmm. So, just, I'm empathetic to their reasons. Mm -hmm. And it's weird to me that people can't be or choose not to be. Like, get the F out of my country. I mean, do you realize what these people are going through and what they're dealing with? Like, I don't know. Well, but it's, it's pri- Well, it's privilege. They, they, they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. Yeah. And they don't care to read. No, they don't. And that's why I posted on our social media about recognizing your own privilege. Like, expanding your circle, expanding your, your, your realm of knowledge to, you know, know history. What was it I posted? I can't remember, but it was good. <laughs> it's something about like no history, no me, or let me see. I'm so dumb. I can't even remember this. Um, but it was, oh, there it is. Uh, no history, no self, N-O. And then no history, no self. And I like that, but I also am thinking like no history, no humanity, no empathy. Like if you don't 
I, I just think that history has taught me so much about understanding different people and different cultures and mm-hmm. different times and cause and effect and you know you if you look historically at this maybe that explains why this is the way it is Mm -hmm. and and i think that's a great way to address your own privilege you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i know i've got it made compared to what these migrants are going through obviously but i can sympathize for them and the shit they're going through and and kind of advocate for a better solution than what is happening Mm -hmm. and so they're sorry to get back to the what I was reading. They're talking about like the confusion and like these people are like, wait, I came in at this point. Why are you flying me all the way to this point to put me back into Mexico? Which is probably it probably sucks. Mm-hmm. You're miles away from where you just came, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a it's a logistical issue, is what it sounds like. It's like there's no space to safely keep people um, during a pandemic. And last week I tried. I wasn't certain of how much of a crisis it is, but I think when you look at the elements, Mm -hmm. it's getting a little critical there as far as managing resources. Mm -hmm. And I think that is more of the crisis. Yes, a lot of people are coming, and that is a lot to deal with. But as I mentioned last week, it's a seasonal surge that we're seeing, and it's increased because of different variables. But with all of that, including the fact that we're now in a global pandemic, resources seems to be a huge issue and in uh managing it Mm -hmm. what do you think yeah i i mean what did you want to talk about what were you i i just i find it um i i just was just interested in it because it immigration is just such a it's such a quagmire i mean it's such a quagmire um where politically it's a quagmire for any president and especially since the the bush junior administration like this has been an issue Mm -hmm. and we need a we have to have in order for anything to pass the legislature it has it's going to have to be bipartisan right um with the with the uh, filibuster and uh i just it's it's weird to me that immigration is zero sum for many Americans who would vote out the representatives because they voted for a path to citizenship mm-hmm. for people who are coming here. Um, and on the other hand, it's like there, there uh, for some people you can't do enough to help these people. But then I, I, I just, I, it's so hard mm-hmm. because there mm-hmm. are hundreds of thousands of people suffering, yeah. like suffering in those on, on the border trying to come here for a better life like I, I hear people say like well i come, i have to, i work my ass off why should i have to give what i made to them like they're not americans mm-hmm. it's like one you complain about giving stuff to other americans anyway oh like, yeah it's, it's just a great point it's 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 not about them it's just about i mean you how you you feel about the, the world but mm-hmm. um it's like i, I in the, in even that it unveils privilege because it's like you've never like yeah We've all have we all have to work. We all have challenges in our life. Yes. We all have it hard, right? But we've never had to have it hard because our government is literally c- collapsing around us, yes. and they can't protect us from street gangs. Yeah, like that has. Yeah. we've never had it hard because of that. Oh, and yeah. so then we could never, we can never fully, we can't understand what they're going through. No. But try, but try, right, right, try to be empathetic and 
maybe if you're empathetic, if you, you just do that thought, that minimal thought exercise mm-hmm. to try to put yourself in their shoes, you'd be like, okay, let's find a way to, to solve this. Mm-hmm. But they don't even, there's people who don't even want to have this solved. Just wall, stay over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, uh, go, it, and, and there's this, sorry to cut you no, off. No worries. There's, there's this belief that we because we won our i hear this kind of oh, echo no. because we won our independence in 1776 uh-huh. they they go go fix your own country yeah we did that by ourselves no we didn't <laughs> <laughs> we had a huge help from france yeah a lot of help from france yeah um and if england really wanted to keep the colonies, yeah. they would have invested more than General Cornwallis yeah. into holding the colonies. It just became too expensive for mm-hmm. them to worry about it. Right? They could have crushed us if they had really wanted to. We got mm-hmm. actually pretty lucky mm-hmm. because the crown was still bankrupt from the Seven Years' War. Right. That doesn't. We, we don't have to get into the history of that, but knowing history, yes. you know yourself. Yeah. Um. It's. It's so much difficult, even in the modern age with the asymmetry in arms. Like, how are you going to like you are average shop owner mm-hmm. on the on the corner of a city in El Salvador? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do against the gangs where the government can't even control? Right. Them? Right. Coming in, pillaging your ravaging your stores, your families. Meanwhile, you have a family to, to take care of and feed. And, yeah. And, that's another thing I was reading is like just like one guy was like, you know, so one day I eat and one day I don't. So, yes, you go to work. Me, I go to work. I'm just I, I'm going experiencing fatherhood for the first time and I'm getting my master's degree. Boo hoo. I'm eating every day. Yeah, not, I mean, but there are things that doesn't necessarily mean know, you shouldn't be able to. I know. Complain but I, and say you have hardships because yes. we all have hardships. But we have had hardships because of different things. Yeah, but. I think what you're talking about is going through that mental exercise of like putting yourself in their shoes. I don't know. Even now you saying that and me thinking about that's why Brian brought up what I was complaining about earlier. It's it's not that I don't have like my feelings are valid or invalid, but it does make me kind of check myself and go, dude, these people have got it bad, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, have you watched on? Have you watched the YouTube channel uh, "Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man"? Yes, with Emmanuel Ocho. Yeah, yeah. So I've been watching those pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. Been catch one. Well, I've been catching one or two episodes, and he he said like he brought it up the whole like you've and this really stuck with me because I hear I hear this a lot from people even in my family. It's like um, I shouldn't have to feel bad for what happened back in history mm-hmm. like why should i have to feel bad for slavery and Ooh. emmanuel's like you don't have to feel bad for slavery yeah but you have to understand that there's there's a like slavery is a boat yeah and it created wake when boats go cut through the water mm-hmm. you may not see the boat anymore but there's a there's evidence of it still being there with mm-hmm. the wake of it and he's like african-americans have been caught blacks have been caught in that wake yeah they're still feeling the effects of it, even yes. though the boat is long past. Right. And it's like, you ha- just, you don't have to feel bad for it, but acknowledge that there's a problem. There's still effects that are happening yeah. from that historical process of slavery. Yeah. And, um, and, and then uh, I watched an episode where you had like Mac- uh, Matthew McConaughey on and uh, McConaughey brought up the whole, he's like, yeah, we've all had it hard. And I'm not saying that there aren't white people in this country that have it hard, mm-hmm. but you've never had it hard because of the color of your skin. Yeah. And yeah. so that's how I kind of related it to, I took that and kind of applied it to the, this migrant crisis and okay. it's helping me 
find more empathy and understanding of people who like of situations I could never know about. You're bringing you brought something up that makes me I'm thinking about this. So these people aren't necessarily suffering because of their color or their skin. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, you know, discrimination discriminations against like Indios and stuff like that in Mexico and mm-hmm. stuff. But not only are you dealing with all this shit, but now let's say there's a path for you to come to the United States or whatever. But now you could possibly be dealing with issues or um, situations at the border or in or um, interacting mm-hmm. with people in the United States that are negative because of the color of your skin. Sure. You get what I mean? Yeah. So, like, while necessarily, like, the, the hardships are already there, now there's attitudes and ideas developed about these people trying to come across the border because of the color of their skin or because they're different in mm-hmm. ways that people don't want to work. They don't look like me. They don't look like Americans. Whatever the F that means, get the hell out. Mm-hmm. I don't care that you're suffering because of the, the terrible things that are happening. I'm going to throw on top of that my racial bias and, and, and discriminations. Well, I think that's one of the major reasons why we don't want, like, we as individuals don't want to give up what we have mm-hmm. to help others because they don't look like us. Yeah. There is a psychological, there is psychological components to that. Yeah. Like your in group, right? Yeah. You're more, it studies have shown like psychological, uh, social and psych and, uh, and psycho <laughs> social psychology and political psychology have shown that those of you, when you see like your in group, you're more likely to, to share. Yeah. And then yeah. because these people are not only seen, they're not, us as part of the nation mm-hmm. they're not us because of the color of our skin and our right. conceptualization of us as of us mm-hmm. they're not us yeah now flip it right say can like i don't know canada's uh there's a revolution in canada mm-hmm. and they're now prosecuting they're they're now prosecuting all catholics mm-hmm. um or they're or, or like the the dominant british canadian are now trying to subjugate the, the french canadian culture right. so now everybody out of uh ontario and ottawa are trying to come across the border and mm-hmm. seek asylum in the united states are we talking about them the same way that we're talking about mexicans and el and el salvadorians and Honduran? well if they're french speaking yes well, they're, I mean, they'd be bilingual. Most, most French Canadians I know are they're bilingual, bilingual but, but I'm just saying, like, I do I, have an accent. If you have that accent or if you have, the, have those um, traits mm-hmm. that can be, like, significant enough to point out, then yes, I think so, which is terrible. But you know what I mean? I don't know if it would be the same thing as – because what – like, when people think about yeah. migrant Mexicans – they're dirty, yeah. right? Oh yeah, they there's need to the be connotation of there, there, <laughs> there. There's the connotation of um, well, they might be smuggling drugs. They, yes, they might be. We don't know. Criminals. But they might be working with the uh, um, with the cartel. Yeah, I mean, and all, so many of these people coming across the border are not Mexican, El Salvadorian, and uh, Honduran. Mm-hmm. They're not Mexican, no. but. <laughs> to the to those who do not want them in this country, they're all Mexican because they just came through Mexico. You know what I mean? Yeah. You should on Handmaid's Tale, dude, because of the crisis in the United States and because of the creation of Gilead, which is the theocracy, mm-hmm. you have all these people trying to get across the Canadian border and there's a little bit of uh, anti-immigrant sentiment or um, what is the term I'm thinking of? When you're seeking asylum, 
I don't know, asylum seekers, okay. essentially in Canada. So the, I don't know your your analogy just makes me think about that show and and how they're treated differently. I don't I don't know. Hopefully we never have to know. Mm-hmm. But what if we do? What if there is? What if the United States crumbles in that in that way? Mm-hmm. And say Mexico and Canada are crushing it. <laughs> Like, do you, you don't know what the future looks like. You don't know what the future holds, but I mean, do you want to establish that karma and, and then that, that humanity of like, F you, you're on your own because you never know when we might need that help or if we'll ever need that help Mm -hmm. or as an individual, you might need that help. I just think that there's, you know, I mean, it's not just, it's not just borders, right? We look at people in our own communities that we might, we might kind of stand back from or make judgments on and um i just think that they're uh, it's hard because the, the most frustrating thing for me is this pandemic um not only because like i feel like i would be doing better this is my privilege right here i would be doing better career-wise uh if i had the ability to do more outreach and connections and building and 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 all those things right but also i i wish that I know there are ways and alternative ways, but I mentioned something to you the other day about like, hey, we should go do this um, to to kind of work on our own biases, right? Mm-hmm. Um, go. I was talking about like going to like homeless shelters and, and feeding homeless people and stuff. So, but that is like, but that scares me because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to do it, but I don't want COVID. And I'm not saying that they all have covid mm-hmm. or whatever the hell but i'm just saying like being in a group of people and surrounding myself and like i'm trying to limit exposures to other people that bums me out because i think now more than ever i want to expose myself to other people mm-hmm. that are different than me yeah you know what i'm saying yeah i don't know it bums me out um and and maybe i don't know maybe this pandemic is more harmful than helpful in that that way of like exposing ourselves to others everybody shut up in their house and they're just like dude you know, there's this mistrust, one, because of the pandemic. Like, are you going to get me sick? Like, I'm not trying to be around you. But then now you have these racial biases of, like, like I just implied right there with, like, the homeless population. Like, I'm not going around them. They probably all have COVID. Like, there are people, I guarantee it, who think that way. Yeah. Or, or we don't want these Mexicans coming in our country. They could be drug dealers. They could be rapists. They could be whatever. Or maybe they all have COVID, right? You know what's interesting is that um, Kylie's aunt, who works in – who works like in the COVID unit mm-hmm. at uh, Legacy Health? Yeah, and she was saying that, in at least the the data that she's reading, yeah, the the homeless population actually had the least exposure to COVID because really? nobody talks to them. Wow, if you think about it, right? Like they're there pretty, you go. they're pretty much isolated. Maybe I don't want to and give them COVID, <laughs> right? Yeah, they're actually um, is that because nobody like interacts with them? Right. They're pretty much like an isolated community, right? Um. That's interesting. So they actually had, like, in at least the data that she was looking at, mm-hmm. uh, they had the least effect right. by COVID. Because you would think that it would ravage that pop. Like, my under, like, thinking is they have less access to healthcare. They're all, like, right. if you see, like, where they live, like, they're all huddled together. Together, yeah. They don't have access to PPE, and that it would ravage the, po- the, the population. Well, but, and I'm thinking, like, maybe a migratory lifestyle I'm not saying they move all, all over the place but they're they're constantly on the move to i gotta go to this place mm-hmm. i gotta go to this place i gotta go to this place you know what i mean so there's m- i would think that there's more exposure to different places mm-hmm. but maybe not that's interesting yeah i had a i don't want to get into this conversation but i i had a conversation with um uh a spot guy i know about uh 
black people and the health care that they're receiving and just how needing to advocate for themselves and the research and the the data that I've read on black people in the healthcare system and not getting adequate health care mm-hmm. is all all information that I've read from Jen because Jen who had to advocate for herself was reading on women's health and then that leads her to black women's health and then leads them to black people and their health care and their their struggle to get adequate health care and that is institutional racism mm-hmm it's just yeah. like people say that shit doesn't exist, but that is right. Mm-hmm. Um, advocating and, and having to say like, whoa, no, do this now. And like Jen had to do that for her health care said, no, this is what I need um, because doctors were trying to push other stuff. It's gross, dude. It's gross. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it is it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm like my. I had a I had somebody close to me. Um, we're talking about um, Asian uh, violence against Asians. Yeah, and I brought up they're like somebody asked me in the family was this something that uh, has always been happening or is mm-hmm. this something mm-hmm. that's just recent? And mm-hmm. I said, well, it's always been happening. Yeah. It's just amplified by current environment like the current environment but this is something that has been oh yeah been around the, the this anti-asian sentiment yeah. and i said even in like 1877 we had the the chinese exclusion act mm-hmm. and th- another person in my family said like we can't just keep holding on to history like at some point just like yeah that happened in the past but i can be made to feel bad about something that happened way back then yeah. it doesn't affect now it doesn't affect me and i'm like i just like the the boat wake thing yes. right and it's it was, so that analogy i really like the analogy i always used in my writings is the house mm-hmm. we've constructed this house but on what foundation on the foundation of otherizing black people and asian people and mexicans and we've treated anybody non-white like shit mm-hmm. and built that house on shit how is that house going to stand yeah. you're going to see the cracks in the wall from the foundation mm-hmm. so the Asian Exclusion Act, you're going to see repercussions. There's a sentiment there that people had and believed and, and knew that they don't belong here. Mm-hmm. So how the hell do you think that doesn't resonate to today? I don't know. I was, um, I was reading in the comment section. So there was a, oh, a, an Asian <laughs> store. Yeah, there was a, so Washington Post had a story. There's an Asian store w- w- uh, owner who was assaulted by three uh, black women. Uh-huh. Uh, and this, this, the, the detail, the, the rough details of the case where uh, she owned a, like a boutique store mm-hmm. in a black neighborhood. Okay. And three black women came in the store and, and it's, it's, this is, you know, he said she said but apparently they were they were knocking stuff over off the aisles mm-hmm. the the customers were so the the uh the asian woman the owner of the store walked up and said hey can you stop messing around and then they started yelling racial slurs at her and then yeah. they leave she asks them to leave they leave they come back in beat the shit out of the out of the oh, um wow. out of the owner out of the owner of the store mm-hmm. and then and then leave again uh and then and then left in a car and we don't think I don't. It's an ongoing case. We don't know all the details, right? Um, so I'm not going to make a judgment on the case. But I read in the comment section people saying, "Well, 
all you know, obviously hate is bad, violence is bad, but they shouldn't Asians shouldn't be selling black culture items like wigs, especially in black neighborhoods. They should stay in their own in their own communities selling their own stuff. Yikes. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Talk about victim blame talk about victim blaming. Yeah. And like that was um so like, I, I just that's thought, what I, you get. Yeah, I, for I'm just, coming into a neighborhood that's not yours. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Selling stuff that's not yours. <sighs> like I don't. I, I just like man. You'll people will use anything to justify for sure hate and discrimination. For sure. That's why I love like fourth plane forward, um, which highlights all the 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 different communities that are along that international way on fourth plane. Mm-hmm. It's celebrating the 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 Russian community, the Mexican community, the black community, all these different stores and people and restaurants that are all along that road. It's like whose neighborhood is that? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just weird, dude. I mean, I think the ultimate point we're saying here is be sympathetic and empathetic and uh, towards other people, don't be a douche. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we all have our own bias, right? We all have things that that kind of make us like like what I'm doing right now with my body, like put our put our shoulders up to our ears, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, you know. But if it's racial, come on. Like I I you know, the, all this this Asian Asian violence and Asian hate. Like, I have a ton of Asian people in my family. And it, it worries me. It scares me. It bums me out. Mm-hmm. I also have black people in my family. It worries me. It scares me. It bums me out. And I also have homeless people in my family. It worries me. It scares me. It scares me. It bums me out. I, it's, again, expanding that circle. Fortunately, I've had... A mother who raised me to be non-judgmental. You know what I mean? She she grew up, mm-hmm. or she worked in the county and had all these friends of so many diverse backgrounds. And so I was at an early age exposed to different kinds of people and different kinds of lifestyles. And these people were great. I love these people. My mom talks about these people, sometimes brings them up. I think of them fondly. So when you have those, uh, there's also that, right? That element of like having exposure to like, uh, you and I have talked about this a little bit, you know, when uh, there's that bias, but that's usually built and constructed in negative experiences, right? But Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean everybody's like that. Expand your bubble, get to know more people, get to have more people in your circle. And you, you kind of, those biases and those judgments definitely start falling by the wayside and, you start, you stop generalizing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're not all bad Mexicans out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have to have we, and that's the thing is like you don't like we're not, we're not a- asking anybody to. I I don't know. It's just, it takes such a minimal amount of effort. Yes. To not, just not be a dick. Yes. Number one rule with uh, <laughs> lovely, don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I I wrote um I, I just there were in my training for being a sub they they were Did saying you write, don't be a dick I just don't be an asshole <laughs> and they're talking about uh being a teacher and uh-huh. having social media yeah about what kind of stuff that is you know you should think about like think about think before you post yes and, for sure uh and I'm just like it, they had all of these different examples and stuff and mm. I'm just like I don't have to write all this shit down I just wrote down don't just just don't be an asshole yeah and I. Uh, Somebody who Emmanuel Ocho was uh, interviewing yeah. said something. It's like, you know, let's just assume that 
white privilege isn't a thing. Okay. But I go around acting as if it is. Mm -hmm. That means at worst, I spent my entire life putting other people in front of me and making sure that other people are taken care of. Yeah. That's great. That's great. The the reverse is, is say that we pretend it's not a thing and it is a thing. And you lived your entire life with your, with basically with your near knee on someone's neck for nine minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Pro. Wow. I can't even say anything after that. That's powerful as shit. <laughs> I, I don't know how anybody can look at that video of George Floyd. Did the, the defense and, and come to come the defense to is trying to say like, oh, it was drug use and that all contributed to him him dying. And you know, three medical examiners said it was homicide. Mm-hmm. If he woke up that day and had drugs in his system or whatever whatever the hell it might be, would he have died in the same manner in which he died? No, because he was murdered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> over over overpassing a twenty dollar bill, he a fake twenty dollar bill, in an era where he lost his job because of COVID. Yeah, and he was like, he was hard out, and yeah, okay, maybe he didn't know, but you know what? We don't know any of that because he's not here to defend himself. Exactly. It's yeah. It, it it's just it's it's it it's sickening watching it, him like the clearly. The threat is sub- whatever threat, supposedly, yeah, that was there was completely neutralized. Yeah, and he remained with his knee, yeah, on his neck. Did you watch the video? Yeah, yeah. It's. It took me a while to watch it. But oh, I know. I because I, I, right, I remember yeah. you didn't watch it when I had watched it. It's. I mean, we'll see what happens in this trial, but I don't know how that dude isn't can, isn't guilty. It, it would be Emmett Till level. Yes. Uh, yes. Misuse of justice. Yes. Um, if he get if he's acquitted. Yeah. Know your history. Know your history. If, All you right, don't know who, if you don't know who Mattel is, look that up. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, thank you. Sorry, it was. Uh, I don't know. I don't feel like it was a downer, but it's it's in, encouraging, inspiring. I think you have a great a great point in saying um, live your life by kind of trying to find a way to put others before you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lesson. Uh, you know, I'm trying to teach lovely right. Because she's had to spend her whole life worrying about number one. Mm-hmm. And now with the care of parents who love her and have her back, you can kind of chill out, relax and be a kid. But also she also she is very considerate of others. Mm-hmm. She's sweet in that way, but not in a way where you have to survive. Let's see how we can help others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we probably ended it there because you got a lot of editing to, uh, to do. So much <laughs> editing. We kept saying her name. So, uh, oh, also, I really just hope that um, Travis Barker and Courtney just make it. Yeah, I'm sure. So they can keep (laughs) sucking on their Tootsie Pops. Bye. Bye.